This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why, this is why. Pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why. The podcast. Welcome to the This Is Why podcast. I'm journalist, author, and comedy writer, Laura Lane. And I'm author and editor Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we give best friend advice on topics including pop culture, news, friendship, dating, workplace dynamics, parenting, and whatever else is on your mind. This week's episode is called Judging Others. We'll be answering your listener questions, including one listener who has to take extra precautions on dates because she's diabetic, and another who wants advice on how to tell people to wear a mask. I think you just tell them, like, can you please put your mask on? But um, I don't know. If you're then you brave. Don't, then you don't want to get punched in the face, I guess. Exactly. Uh, then we're talking about what's in the news. There may be a Coyote Ugly sequel in the works. What? <laughs> and more jobs are prioritizing mental health. All Both are great, great things to talk about. Both, both but they're great for my mental health. Yeah, exactly. But first, Angela, um, how are you feeling this week? Um, I am feeling a little freaked out because here in New York, we, uh, we were doing good for a long time in terms of cases, coronavirus, and now we're sort of, we're in the fall. There's talk of a second wave, which like, logically, I knew, we all knew this was going to happen. There would be a spike, but it's definitely freaking me out. Um, uh, I'm starting to have like nightmares again. I had a nightmare the other night that my nose was running. And I was like around people and I was like, stay away. Like I'm a monster. Don't touch me. I could get boogers on you. Um, so. Well, it's also I'm scary because you and I that. live in Brooklyn where there's been big, big. We live in little, Brooklyn. There's been like all these different parts of Brooklyn, which are, I don't know about you, but are right near me. Yes. Where uh, there have I, been like up to like 8% of tests coming back positive, which is not good because at one point in New York, it was down to 1%. Exactly. Um, so it does feel like a peak or it does feel like a, a wave, I mean, um, and it is scary. And I do, I, I just had like a tickle in my throat like an hour ago and like coughed a little bit. And I was like, oh my God, I've got it. I've had a headache all day. I've got it. And like, I, I, I live in constant fear and I'm constantly scared and it's the worst feeling ever. But at the same time, I'm before the winter comes, I'm trying to like enjoy as many outdoor picnics with friends and outdoor dining. And it, and like, but it literally does feel like every single time I leave my apartment, I'm taking some sort of risk. And just in terms of like, uh, like my life, like every little thing, anytime I come into contact with another person, I'm like, they could have it. And it's scary, but you have to live your life, you know? Like, I like, we had people working on Nick's art studio to build my little writer's room and I was like I was like scared I was scared having anybody anybody else coming into our lives is is a little scary but I don't want to live like that but well you know I you think know? we're both in a place where we're like following the rules and taking every precaution but also trying to yeah like live life and and do like outdoor dining is like low risk there's a risk but it's low so like I've been doing a lot of outdoor stuff. It is I need to low, for my but it, sanity. But then when I'm like across from a friend that just took the subway and she has to take her mask off to eat, right. then I get scared because I'm like, well, I'm not willing to take the subway. But my friend that I'm having dinner with just took the subway and takes the subway a lot and is eating 
across from me at a table less than six feet should I not be seeing this friend like it's so hard to make these choices you know yeah and over the summer like you said New York was able to get below like one percent infection rate so it felt like like okay it's we're outdoor and the infection rate is low it's okay and now right as cases are going up it's those things are getting scary again and and I can't help you be mad like there's certain pockets and groups that are that have like the eight percent of their tests coming back and well, yeah, there are people They're holding claiming large, religious large in re- New York. Fucking religious persecution. Give me a break. Like obviously you're talking about the Hasidic community. I am, and I'm Jewish and I don't wanna shit on them, but well, yeah, I mean we've seen like enough the, documentaries. And I mean like obviously I'm sure maybe there are some good I don't know. I don't want to make a blanket statement. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, it's kind of a it's a touchy subject. It's a touchy subject. If you watch, I mean, Netflix has lots of weirdly lots of stuff about the Hasidic community. And uh, people trying to escape. And people trying to escape. And it's like pretty toxic culture. And and now, yeah, they're like refusing to wear masks and burning masks in the street, assaulting journalists, whatever. Now we're getting on a tangent. But the point (laughs) is, is that we both live in Brooklyn and it's been documented in the news it's it's a thing that um that it's spreading amongst the hasidic communities in brooklyn and elsewhere and it's unfortunate and and there's obviously other people outside of the hasidics that are not wearing masks and a lot of teenagers also got to hate on the teens because the teenager the teenagers are problems and just like I, I was reading, like I guess like in the winter, just the air changes. Not all the teens, not all the teens. <laughs> if we have any teens listening to the show, there's just certain certain ones that are dummies, and there's certain there adults that are dummies. There's certain people everywhere that are just stupid. It's true. What uh, were you saying about the air changing? Well, the like I don't know. So I was reading something about the air changes and, and in the winter, and that also makes it easier to catch coronavirus, like it stays in the air longer or something so just like stuff that might have been safe when the weather was a little warmer is now not is now higher risk that's fun yeah all right but just i'm still i'm trying to enjoy weekends yeah still. we got to go out all right on that dark note we're gonna take okay. a Wait. quick well let's what? end on a positive note okay. now we have we have tests available we understand the disease more so it won't be as bad as as April and March or March and April. Okay. On that note, <laughs> it is time to take a quick sponsor break and then we're going to jump into the mailbox. We'd like to thank our sponsor Squarespace. Make it yourself, easily create a website all by yourself. The future is coming. Make it brighter with Squarespace. Angela and I have been big fans of Squarespace since long before they were sponsors of our podcast, before we had a podcast, before we had a book, before we had a gallery page, before we had merch. We don't have merch anymore. We kind of got rid of that. But um, before we- we briefly had it and it was easy to add to our website because of Squarespace. This is true. Um, 
yeah, we started a Squarespace page just to make our little sketch show a little more legit. I guess actually we probably had a gallery page, a gallery page, but it didn't have very many photos. We certainly didn't have a press page when we started, but we probably listed like our shows and like tickets and all that stuff. And um and yeah, our website has grown as we've grown and it's always made me feel like it just whatever I'm doing makes it feel more legit. Yes. And it's not just in our heads because we have sent that website to people who we wanted to impress and it worked. Like we've had... They were impressed. They were impressed. They were like, who did your website? And we're like, Laura. (laughs) Laura, the computer whiz. Um, And you can be a whiz too. Show off your business. Show off your special skill with a Squarespace website because they provide you with beautiful templates created by world-class designers. They have built-in search engine optimization so people will find you on the internet. And if you ever get confused with what you're doing, they have 24-7 award-winning customer support to help you out. That's right. So whatever you do, if you have a restaurant, if you're a writer, an artist, doesn't matter. Squarespace will help you out. Check out squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash single code single. All right, Angela, what's in the mailbox this week? Okay. First up, we have a question from our listener, Jackie. Jackie writes, if you do a pandemic coping skills episode, uh, I would love for you and Elle to chat about this. I'm a diabetic and have been really careful this entire time. I've had a few FaceTime dates and met up for a socially distant walk recently with a guy I really like for a second date, sort of related to the gal whose boyfriend did not take the pandemic seriously a few episodes ago. I'm wondering if you can advise how you would address the fact that I'm still being cautious before I go out with someone, um, a friendly warning, since so many of my peers don't give a damn. Hmm. so I feel like you have stuff to say because you were like ready to go. Well, I would just say that, you know, there are certain people out there who might, yeah, might be turned off by the precautions you're taking, but those people would not be the right people for you. It's just like anything else with dating where it's a hard lesson to learn where your values don't match up. Um, and it's like – yeah. It's like, oh, I really like that person and I wish this was different about myself so it works out, but it's it's not different. That is how you feel. And and for the record, we Laura and I are on board with what you're doing. Uh, yeah, of course. What did we read this on the podcast? Or was this just somebody that emailed us where they were it was like a screenshot of um of like a message of a girl messaging a guy like to meet up on an online date and she's like, Do you want to go on a picnic walk? And he was like, Oh, that's weird. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think he was like, I can't hear if we wear masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I'm we, hard did, of hearing. I don't remember if we uh, read that on the show, but it reminds me of this a little. We like, did read it on the show. Yeah, it reminds me of this where it's just like, okay, that's just insensitive. Everybody's handling the pandemic a little bit differently and has like different levels of comfortability. And like some people are going to like underground parties and I'm just not doing it because I don't want to be responsible for accidentally like getting my neighbors sick or or honestly myself like. I have one kidney, like kidney failure is a thing. Like, I don't know if that makes how high risk that makes me, but like, I don't want to take any chances. I just don't. Um, Yeah. And yeah. And so I, I just think like, 
your FaceTime dates are great. And then, yeah, just do like outdoor things. Like anyone that thinks like doing an outdoor thing is weird, especially at the beginning, like they're just not the person you want to be with. And of course, you you can't be like, are you exclusive with me for on a first date? So it's completely reasonable to be doing outdoor things. And I wouldn't even go out with anybody that isn't doing that because it's like, I, I honestly say like treat it like STDs. Like would you first like start hooking up with someone without a condom before you're exclusive? No, because that's just stupid. Are you like saying that they're like dirty and sick? No, you're just being smart and not gross. So just treat it the same. Do some outdoor things. And then if you get exclusive and you have a better sense of their COVID precautions and you feel comfortable, then you can like move and start doing like indoor movies and stuff. But it's not weird at all. And I'm sorry that you're in an area and have friends where where you say your peers don't give a damn. That's a total, total bummer. But at the end of the day, you just got to watch out for yourself and not care about what other people think. Yeah. I would also say if you're diabetic, I mean, you're going to be dealing with that for life and you want somebody who's going to be sympathetic to uh, the precautions that you have to take, like pandemic aside, being a diabetic. So this is a good way to find out if somebody is. Uh, an empathetic person when it comes to that sort of stuff. What else do we got? So next up, we have a question from our listener, Christina. And Christina writes, I'd love to hear about some good ways to ask people to wear their mask or wear it properly on public transport. I've tried, but it ends up coming out as accusatory. What can I say to make them just put the damn thing on? So, Oh, that would drive me crazy if you have to take the subway. and um, I. I say it kind of like not great. I like I I was in like my doctor's office and there was like the husband of of like one of the wives and he was like going up the stairs to be with like his wife and he like had it below his nose and I was like it goes over the nose and I was just like huh. kind of like a bitch passing and like I said it kind of in passing like like it goes over the nose to work. Or like I said something like that, and I don't necessarily recommend that. But did he re- did he respond? I didn't turn around to look. He was like okay. on his way out, and I was just annoyed that he was like leaving the office like with it. He was still in like the hallway stairwell where like vulnerable people are, and right, and like it was, I'm just like you selfish prick. But um, it's it's you got to pick your battles because it's like okay, I'm I'm like. Make sure you're around other people. You don't health. want, yeah. yeah. Don't like if it's just like you and one other person on the subway. Just, I mean, yeah. You don't want some to get like a crazy person that's gonna like shank you. Like my rule is like I really <laughs> avoid talking to strangers in New York City. Right. I just don't know. Like I don't want to say something like rude to someone or not rude, but I don't want to say something that rubs someone the wrong way. And like I just happen to end up with a crazy person with like a gun or a knife. Like that's how I. That's honestly, as a female yeah. in in a busy city, I have to, like, approach life. Like, I don't want to get, like, the crazy person that's going to, like, push me on a track. So I Same. just keep to myself. And that's but, why, realistically, yeah. my advice, knowing what I would do is I would wear my mask and hope that, like, they would get the social cue. And assuming that they don't, I would probably just move to the other end of the car yeah. and, like, switch cars when we get to a station because I really I don't think I would engage with the person at this point and and if you and like and if you like don't have the option of moving I would 
say like, oh, do you mind putting on your mask? I'm, and then I would like say like, I'm, um, like, like something about yourself. Like I, I'm high risk. Yeah. Just say I'm high risk. You don't even need to give like big details. Like I'm high risk. Would you mind putting on your mask? I'm high risk. Would you mind putting on your mask? I'm pregnant. Would you mind putting on your mask? I, um, have cancer. Like, I don't know, you know, like, right. That's why it's, well, I mean, that, that is a good, that's good advice because then it's not being like, I mean, don't pretend you have cancer. That's not what I'm saying. But yeah, don't, don't pretend you have cancer. But, but saying that you, are high risk for some reason, then then it's like, you know, I I wouldn't normally ask, but because of this special situation. Exactly. Like they would wear your mask. They'd be a total know? dick to like say no to someone that you'd say like I'm high risk, you know? Like, yeah. hey, I'm a I'm high risk. Like, is there any way you could please put on your mask? Yeah. Yeah. Or just keep to yourself. Um <laughs> but like, but move remove yourself from a situation where you feel uncomfortable if you're able to. Right. Um, we hope that's helpful. If any of you listeners want your questions answered, email us at contact at thisiswhythepodcast.com. Please be concise, a paragraph or less. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhythepodcast.com. Next, we're going to dive up, dive into this week's topic. But first, let's thank our sponsors. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Coors Light. Life is kind of a lot. It forces us to always be on, but every now and then it's important to just stop Crack open a mountain cold Coors Light and chill. So when you choose to turn off, choose the one beer that's made to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment, made to chill. Angela, I have a question. Are people in your life drinking more beer than they ever have recently? Because Nick is like all of a sudden like a like a beer dude. He doesn't have like like the the beer belly, but he drinks like at least. Like he has one every night now, which he would normally was more like a social drinker. Maybe it's because he can't be social. I don't know. He's like really, he really does need to chill because he's, I think he's just like so stressed <laughs> out. He's like, after work, he's like, give me a cold ass refreshing beer when I get home from the day. I definitely feel like everybody is drinking more this year because I mean, if when you can't be social, it's true. Like, how else do you distinguish? a Friday from a Thursday from a Wednesday, it's like, I'm going to have a drink. Well, if it's Nick, every day is a Saturday right now. (laughs) No. Um, But I did. I did today. I was like, he had a beer and he cracked it up and I was like, I would do anything to have some of that right now. (laughs) Um, Anyways, tell us about what we love about Coors Light. So Coors Light is mountain cold refreshment that's made to chill. Coors Light is brewed with a three-step cold process. It's cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. So it's actually made to chill. The mountains on Coors Light's cold activated bottles and cans turn blue when chilled to perfection. So you know when it's ready to drink. Which is my favorite part. I love a little science. Yeah, it's it's a fun little little treat to go with your beer, a little fun on the can. Yep. Born in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado in 1978, Coors Light is refreshing, crisp, and only 102 calories. So you don't need to feel guilty about it. So that's, that is why Coors Light is the one we choose when we, we need a moment to chill. And when you want to reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. You can have Coors Light delivered. This is always helpful by going to get.coorslight.com and finding local delivery options near you. Make sure you celebrate responsibly. Come on, guys. Uh, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. 
We'd like to thank our sponsor, Care Of. Care Of is a wellness brand that makes it easier to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long term. I love that Care Of has individualized vitamin packs. So you don't need to open a thousand bottles when you need to get your vitamins. Uh, it's easy if you're traveling anywhere. We're not doing very much of that right now, but maybe you're maybe you're doing a little sleepover with your COVID quarantine girlfriend or boyfriend and you need your <laughs> vitamins. Your bubble. Yeah, with someone in your bubble. I don't know. And uh, yeah, you just like throw it in your bag. You don't have to worry about putting them in a little pill box like an old lady. That's right. You have your hip little care of packets. Um, so care of, they have an in-depth five-minute online quiz that asks you questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns to help address specific wellness goals. You know, you might go into it not knowing what kind of vitamins you need, so the quiz will help you figure that out. Um, their whole holistic online quiz is like getting a one-on-one consultation with a nutritionist all without leaving your house and and these times. We extra appreciate that. Uh, As the seasons change, it's important to get ahead of taking care of your immune health. It takes about 30 days for your body to adapt to new nutrients. So now is a great time to update your vitamin and wellness routines to help support your immune system this fall. Yeah. And yeah, you just never know what what you're lacking in. So it's good to just cover your bases, take those daily vitamins. And we're hooking it up as always. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com slash this is why five zero and make sure you enter code this is why fifty. That's fifty percent off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com slash this is why five zero and enter code this is why five zero. This week's topic is judging others. So this week's topic is inspired a little bit by our listener questions and also just by my own experiences lately where I feel like I have caught myself judging other people's pandemic responses either in social media or in real life. Um, I've seen, you know, people, so many people going to like bridal showers and baby showers and even bachelorettes and there's there's a special sting there as somebody who had to cancel those things. so I, I've been very judgy, but at the same time, I have to stop and think about, well, there are people that could be being even more cautious than I am and looking at my social media and judging me and and being like, you know, why is she apple picking? Yeah, that's <laughs> you true. I, I, I like I have a friend that's in Bermuda right now and she was like, oh, I'm and like we had done like an outdoor workout together. And then she was like, I'm going to Bermuda next week. And I was like, actually, come to think of it. I think she's going to be back from her trip and like won't have quarantined by the time we're supposed to hang out. Hmm. Suspicious. Mm. See, and that's the, th- okay, and so like, I don't know what to do. Between- like, what do I fucking say? Like, Hey, you just got back. Like, I, I honestly think like once you've been on a plane, like you should quarantine when you come back to New York. Yes. Well, well we actually, she has to, we have plans to hang out next Tuesday. I'm going to need to tell her to like cancel. Oh, I just thought of this as I was saying. I was like, and I'm so jo- I'm like, wow, your Bermuda trip looks really, really great. Um, I'll just See, message her I- and make sure she got like a COVID test. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because it's actually so. To be clear, like it's like if somebody is with coming into your personal space that hasn't been following the rules, that is worthy of like stressing about. But I feel like, j- like the the energy that it takes. 
Like we can't control everybody's actions, unfortunately. I wish we could. So people that have like no bearing on your life, I feel like I'm I'm trying to make an effort of like letting it go and like not getting in a tizzy when I see other people yeah. doing things. You know, I'm not gonna hang out with them, not gonna be endorsed with them, but I'm also like, I can't police everybody. Even though sometimes I feel like I like I'm like, I have to be vigilant and I have to know everything and see everything that's going on and I can like stop bad things from happening because yeah. I'm I'm keeping tabs on everyone, but like it doesn't work that way. And it really is just like taking a toll on my mental health. Yeah. I've gotten better about like, like slightly better at least about talking to friends. Like, so like, like, like my friend I just went to dinner with tonight. Like she went on the subway. I'm not going to be like, don't take the subway to visit me. You know, like right. I just need to pick my battles. But if someone did get back from a trip, like I think I I will just message my friend and be like, hey, not to be paranoid, but um you know and I hate that I even have to like preface it like this but I'll be like hey I just want to make sure you have like a COVID test before we hang out um because I'm you know high risk or whatever um and I'll and I'll just say that and like if somebody comes over to my house I I um like I've had to like I've had to inner like chilling whatever with like new Whatever. I've had to have people come to my house. It's a long, long story. It's unrelated. But uh, I, I like, I just text them actually beforehand. So it's not weird when they arrive. And I'm like, hey, just so you know, like, please make sure you wear a mask. And, um, and, uh, and then when they get there, then I say like, oh, can you take off your shoes and like wash your hands? The bathroom's right there. And I just right. say like, can you, can you just wash your hands? Like, whatever. You're in my freaking house. Like, right. I, I, I've actually just gotten really easy being like, can you wash your hands? Thanks. And anyone that thinks that's weird, I think is weird. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm certainly I, – I wash my hands immediately as soon as I get in from anywhere. So it's become second nature for me, but I guess not for everyone. Right. And practicing not being judgmental about that. But also, you know, people have to respect your boundaries. Yeah. You kind of have – I mean, a little bit of judgmentalness is – it comes from a place of protecting yourself, you know? And I think a little bit of it is okay. You just have to make sure you don't end up like brewing in your corner, judging others on social media because it's not all, I mean, certain things are accurate. Like if someone's on a trip somewhere, you know, they're on a trip somewhere, but, but like you also just don't necessarily know like the precautions they went to take and like, like, yeah, you just can't, you know, like my friend that's a Bermuda, it's like, she's there with three other people in like a house. Like it's, they all got tested before I think. And, you know, yeah, she's taking a, she's going on a plane, but like she's single and like not seeing her family, you know? So yeah, yeah. You just kind of have to like take a step back and make your own choices and, but making your own choices includes making choices who you include in your life and who you are willing to see. And so maybe instead of like judging others as much, it's just like, okay, I don't, feel safe necessarily if I'm with them. So I'm just not going to hang out with them because of their choices. Right. Maybe. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you do you, but this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And I, I don't necessarily want you a part of it. Um, but so Harper's Bazaar actually had a whole piece on this and it was the psychology behind judgmental behavior during the pandemic, which I thought was very interesting. Oh, yeah. Tell us what, what they said. So they said, they started off by saying, we're all guilty of judging others in this 
current unforgiving climate, but um, what is it exactly that's driving that desire to berate and shame others and is it useful? I mean, I think no shocker what's driving that desire is we're all like scared out of our minds and trying to protect ourselves. And when we see other people acting recklessly, we're like, it makes us angry and also probably a little jealous. Like I sometimes, I think I had this conversation with you when we were on the phone one time and you were like, I wish I was like stupider because if (laughs) I I was, if I was like a little stupider, I wouldn't be so scared. And like, maybe, I mean, we're kidding because you know, we don't want to obviously hurt anybody else or get anybody sick but in a way it would be like so much freeing if I was a little more like carefree about this and wasn't so scared every time I left the house and sure like yeah I just wish I could go do fun things again and not be so scared all the time even when I'm doing those fun things you know right yeah and that's that's the thing yeah it's like even when we find ways to like uh get out and like follow the rules and and like still do something fun we still have that cloud over our heads which is like exhausting so i think yeah Um, it it comes from scared and also a little jealous like i have a friend that just booked a trip to tulum for new year's i'm like wow must be fucking nice must be fucking nice to feel to have the confidence to go to tulum right that's the thing at the same time i wouldn't feel it's like i'm jealous but i also would not feel comfortable getting on a plane right now i wouldn't and i wouldn't i'd feel like an idiot posting that on social media honestly i i also like i also do care what others think about me so i'm like i'm i'm like don't want to do anything i'd be like embarrassed about but i really think like I have a lot of friends. I have like a few friends that just post their vacation pictures that they've been doing. And and I'm just like, all right, no shame. Like you just don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, See? And that's the thing. That like, must my be in- nice. My instinct is like, what the fuck is wrong with those people? But at the same time, like I went on a little road trip this summer. I went to North Carolina. Granted, I held you know, we drove and I held my pee for like nine hours <laughs> that I wouldn't have to yeah. pee at a public rest stop. And then we brought groceries and we didn't leave the house. But people don't know that. People just saw that I went on a trip and for all they know, like they might think I'm being reckless. So, you know, you never know what goes on behind the scenes. Um, so for your own mental health, it's probably best to just let it go until it starts to directly affect you. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, so this this piece by Harper's Bizarre, they broke it down. The two main reasons that people kind of find themselves judging more. Um, number one, they said even though we feel like we're judging more, we're actually not. It's just the reality is that um, current circumstances has just made it more obvious. There are more rules that we have to live by now. So we always judge people this much? We always – we're a judgmental society, but now we have these like government guidelines that are clearly laid out. So it's easier to call it out when people aren't adhering to them. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really just like we have more clarity with how we're judging people. And then the other thing they said is when humans are stressed or anxious, uh, we need to find a release for our emotions. And one of those ways is criticizing others because it makes us feel good. Makes us feel better about ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. But uh, it's true. But sad That's where it comes from. Wow. Darkness. Darkness. Gotta, you gotta face... You got to face face the truth, though. Face face the truth if you want to unpack it and 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 free yourself from from judging others. Yes, and their their uh, their advice was they said um, you should just vent, get it out. 
That's it. Yeah, vent. Get it out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I vent vent to like vent to the right person though. I would say like I can vent and talk shit to Angela, but like you don't want to be a person that's like talking crap on other people all the time because nobody wants to hang out with that person. And like I don't even think like Nick wants to hear me like complain about my friends. I actually don't even want to complain about my friends to Nick. Well, I, I I love my friends, but but you know what I mean because I don't want him to think badly about them either. You know. So (laughs) I find myself. Yeah. People in your immediate social circle who you're going to like see at some point, I think that. Do it to your therapist. It's it's worth sharing with friends because it's like, what is this person up to? Like, let's avoid them. Yeah. Uh, So that's just like not just venting, that's like protecting yourself because you're sharing information. But yeah, if it's like people who don't even affect your life, then whatever. Whatever, whatever. whatever. Um, We hope that's helpful. Um, let us know what you think. We always want to hear from you guys. And on that note, we're going to move on to talk about what we've been reading in the news. What you've been reading this week, Angela? Well, I have great news. Apparently, Tyra Banks is saying that she wants to get a Coyote Ugly sequel off the ground. I love this idea. Was she in the first one? So she was hardly in the first one. That's That's what I thought because I'm like, I watched that movie a lot. And when I moved to New York, I lived above Coyote Ugly. So Coyote Ugly, the movie Coyote Ugly, like the actual Coyote Ugly of New York City, it holds a very special and I would say intimate place in my heart. And I don't. I like vaguely remember her in the movie, but she's not who I associate with Coyote Ugly. So if I remember correctly, Tyra's character is the one that leaves, thus opening up a spot at the bar for Piper or Paraboo, whatever her name is. Oh, so she literally uh, is like the catalyst to like not be in there. Like she's like leaves right. the movie as soon as she gets there. But right, that's right. She's like they're always they're like bye, 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 Tyra Banks. It's literally yeah. Tyra is like bye, and then at the end, I think she comes back and is like hi again, and that's the extent of her involvement. But for whatever reason, she wants to do a sequel. Um, so she uh, went on the Kelly Clarkson talk show and was saying that she's been talking to some of the co-stars from the movie. Um, they did say that so far, it doesn't sound like there is a studio writer, director, or executive attached. So how is this a news story already? But Tyra Banks said it. She said it in public, and she's going to manifest it, I guess. She's going to manifest it. Okay, so Tyra Banks is trying to manifest it. Great, great, great. Um, I personally, I would enjoy the movie. I'm not enjoying Tyra as the host of Dancing with the Stars right now. You know, that's my big guilty pleasure. And I didn't know she was doing that. Who did she replace? Is she... she... she replaced – don't even get me started because I loved Tom Bergeron. She replaced Tom Bergeron? She replaced Tom Bergeron. What happened to him? a big Tom Bergeron stand. They wanted to go in a new direction. They wanted to be fresh. It was a little weird that they kept, like, the old white guy and, like, went through cycles of, like, hot young sidekicks. Well, no, they and, had like, Aaron that Andrews was... for a long time, who I also enjoyed. Yeah, uh, I know, but then they also, like, they went through – they had – um. What was it? Didn't they have Brooke Burke at one point? And then oh, they a long time ago. And then they had the former E host who I'm blanking with, but I used to be friends with her when I worked at E. But um uh and now I can't even think of her name. But she was the very like I think one of the orig- she was the original one. 
I just, anyways, you know, they I, went through like a like a slew of like young sidekicks, but they were like, we're keeping the old white man. He's perfect. I could always take or leave the sidekicks, but to Tom Bergeron's credit, and you know, I'm not one to defend an old white man, but he was very clever and he elevated the humor of that show, and I miss him. Okay, Aww. okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> uh, you want to uh, know what so I've been? Tyra's oh on yeah, my shit are you list. excited? Are you excited? Uh, well, we hope it happens. We hope it happens. I, we'll hope this manifestation happens. I will support Coyote Ugly too. Yes. Great. You want to know what I've been reading? Yes. So I've been reading an article. This was an ad age uh, by Janine Pogi, and it's about mental health benefits are becoming like new job perks. So instead of like Great. maybe lattes and potato chips, <laughs> you'll get, you'll maybe get childcare, virtual, for, you know, uh, stress, anxiety stuff. Anyways, I'm just going to tell you what they've been saying. So agencies okay. and brands are going to need to prioritize the health and well-being of employees in the wake of COVID. The mental health of employees has been a very real concern amid the pandemic as professionals grapple with remote work, childcare, virtual schooling, taking care of sick loved ones, and finding a break from constant video meetings. So according to this new study by Oracle and Workplace Intelligence, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that it's legit. An HR research and advisory firm, 70% of people have had more stress, not a shocker, and anxiety this year than any other. That doesn't surprise me. Um, and 35% say they are working 30, 40 plus more hours each month than pre-pandemic. And I've heard that a lot. Everyone's like, oh my God, so great to be working at home. But actually, they just expect you to be on all the time. So a lot of people are, and and a lot of companies have had to pivot so their current employees have had to take on more responsibility. At least that's all. I've heard that from a lot of my friends. Yeah, so Ian, Ian pretty much works 24-7. He's on his laptop after dinner. He checks and yeah. during dinner. It's not great. Yeah, it's effed. Employees want help. 76 of respondents say companies should be doing more to support the mental health of their workforce and are turning to technology to support their mental health. So 68% of people would prefer to talk to a robot over their manager about stress and anxiety <laughs> at work, which that's just funny. That was funny that that was a question in the survey. It's yeah, like, I would you rather talk? was an option. To, yeah, I, uh, I would rather talk to like a wall than my manager who is not a therapist. Yeah, I would like to talk to anyone but my manager because I don't want my manager up in my personal life necessarily. So yeah, sure, a robot or my manager. I'll go with robot. Um, 80% are also open to having a robot as a therapist or counselor, which is really, really funny because um, did you listen? This is related, but unrelated. Jesse Eisenberg released this like audio tape three-part series. Did you listen to that in the pandemic no, at all? But, I mean, I, I love him. So I I really loved it. But in it, the, there's like a kid and he and it's like in the future and he goes to talk to a therapist like a counselor type of person at school and it's a robot. So it's very funny that people are open to having robots as a therapist or counselor because that doesn't exist yet. So uh, anyways, the basically the survey just showed like people want help with their mental health, that they're willing to talk to robots. Um, yeah, they're, they're not desperate enough to talk to their managers, but they will talk to a robot. Yeah, which is just funny. Made me laugh. So that is it. Oh, wait, real quick. Would you talk to a robot therapist? I feel like, well, um, if the choice is between my manager and a robot, yes. But honestly, if it's my, like, I would rather talk to no one than a robot. Same. My manager. I would pick option C. Like, why not Nobody? just talk to my stuffed animal or like right. a stuffed animal, my son's stuffed animal? 
Anyways, uh, that is it for this week's This Is Why podcast. Don't forget to send us your questions about anything on your mind. Check out our book, This Is Why You're Single, and my new book, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales. They are both available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and we encourage you to request them from your local indie bookstore. Yep, and you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of our sponsors and the coach, check out our podcast page on thisiswhythepodcast.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thisiswhypodcast. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why, this is why. Pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why. The podcast. That was a HeadGum Podcast.